0: Today's message has been brought to you by Faith Family Church in Billings, Montana. For more information, visit faithfamilybillings.com. Praise the Lord. All right. Welcome to Sunday Morning Vessels of Honor. Good to see you all here. All right. Title of my message today is May I See Your Identification, Please? Yeah, Vessels. Of honor. So. In this world that's been going crazy with identification issues, I mean, we've run into gender issues, we run into political issues, we run into, everybody's got issues with identification. And it says, we must know who we are in Christ, for he is the author and the finisher of our faith. We are in him, we are by him, we are through him, we are identified with him. Father, in the name of Jesus, I just give you praise for this morning, I thank you for your word, It sets us free, Father God. It strengthens us. It empowers us, Father God. It gives us hope. It gives us direction. It gives us standing. And Father, we just give you all the praise and the glory that we are identified with your son, Jesus. And we give you praise. In the name of Jesus, amen. So, I don't know if any of you have ever had this happen. Cop comes over. Papers. Scissors, I win. But, you know, a cop will come over, and pull you over, a police officer will pull you over, and one of the first things he wants to know is, I want to see your identification. And he wants your driver's license, he wants your car registration, and he wants your insurance. Because each one of those costs you money if you don't have them. <laughs> and there's this thing about identification. When you're in the world, people want to know who you are and where you are. A lot of people ask you, where do you go to church? Well, I go to the Faith Family Church. Oh, you're one of those. <laughs> so, if you've ever gone anywhere, if you've traveled anywhere, if you tried to get a loan, you've been asked to provide some form of identification. You've had to do something to let them know you are who you are. A couple of terms, because what I'm going to be doing, i gonna be working on identification this whole month, so today I'm building on some, some terms that we're going to be using. It's identification means... As a means of proving a person's identity, especially in the form of official papers. Official papers, driver's license, passports, anything like that, birth certificates. Or it is a person's sense of identity with someone or something. So we identify with Christ. And so we are faced today with identity politics. Which party are you? In that party, are you with this group? Or are you with that group? How do we know you're going to vote? How do we know how you're going to take care of this? We have gender identification issues. We call it gender dysphoria. We call it gender dysfunction. We have race identification issues. We have religion identification issues. People are going along where, yeah, I'm a Christian. Where do go to church? Well, I'm a Methodist. I'm a Lutheran. Oftentimes, they won't tell you they're a Christian. They'll tell you based on their religious denomination. I know when I was younger, before I got born again, that's what I was. I was a Lutheran. Um, People are asked about, well, my family, my family came over with the Mayflower. You know, well, my family came over on a fishing trawler. (laughs) But no, my, my grandfather immigrated here as a fisherman. So Identification is an interesting thing because we go to Genesis 11, 1-9. We run into one of the first things of identification. It says, The whole earth excuse me, was of one language and of one accent. I don't know if they all said y'all, all all 'all. y'all. But they were one language, one accent, and one mode of expression. And as they journeyed eastward, they found a plain in the valley of Shinar. And he settled and dwelt there. And they said to one another, Come, let us make bricks and burn them thoroughly. So they had brick for stone and slime for mortar. And they said, Come, let us build us a city and a tower whose top reaches into the sky. And let us make a name for ourselves, lest we be scattered over the whole earth. And the Lord came down to see the city and the tower which the sons of men had built. And the Lord said, Behold, they are one people, and they have all one language, and this is only the beginning of what they will do. And now nothing they have imagined they can do will be impossible for them. Come, let us go down and confound, mix up, confuse their language, that they may not understand one another's speech. So here we come to the first place of identification problems. They couldn't understand each other. So they scattered within people of their own language group. And they scattered abroad from that place on the face of the whole earth and they gave up building the city. Therefore the name of it was called Babel because there the Lord confounded the language of all the earth. And from that place the Lord scattered them abroad upon the face of the whole earth. Do you ever understand something about that scripture in verse 6? It says, this is only the beginning of what they will do and now nothing they have imagined they can do will be impossible for them. Do you understand even then the power that God put in us? By faith, if you had faith back then before <laughs> nothing so what does it say in the New Testament? nothing is impossible to them who believe so today we have some things that we do as Christians we often identify ourselves with jeweled crosses and we have all these pretty things you know that we wear earrings or necklaces and they're all pretty we have bumper stickers, vanity plates in our cars, pins t-shirts. <clears throat> We have all these things that we wear to identify ourselves. One of the interesting things is about having a bumper sticker. I know I've got one on my car. People know that you're identifying with being a Christian. So when you cut them off in traffic, <laughs> that's when they look, Oh, yep, that's one of them. <laughs> i would be honest with you, I'm not a person that likes to wear printed T-shirts. If I do, I usually wear them under something just because I don't. But but, uh, identification, one of the things about identifying with places and things, for me, if I mess up, I'm telling that, like, if I wear the Faith Family Church t-shirt, if I mess up, oh, that's where he goes to church. (laughs) So I, you know, it's not that big a deal, but it's one of those things that happen, we get identified by the things. We also have birth certificates, we have driver's licenses, passports. Today we have the real ID that the government is trying to get more of your information that they can put into a national database so that you can travel. Um, Now they're talking about vaccine passports. Uh, These things are all coming down the line. Uh, We're identified as citizens of the United States. We are a subgroup living in Montana. We are a subgroup living in Billings or Park City or Laurel. These things all identify us where we're at and where we come from. You can also be identified, and often this happens, you can be identified by a disease group. Oh, you're a cancer patient. Oh, you have lupus. Oh, you have... And the thing is, that oftentimes because a doctor or somebody of authority identifies us that way, we take that to ourselves. Oh, I have heart issues. Oh, I I am a diabetic. Uh, One of the things in the 12-step program Having never been there, I can just talk about But they have the 12-step program. They go to a higher power. And part of what they talk about is, Hello, my name is Rick, and I'm an alcoholic. Hello, my name is Rick, I'm an addict. And they reinforce within themselves, even though they're going to the meeting for help, they reinforce themselves what they are. Instead of saying, Hello, my name is Rick, I'm redeemed from alcoholism. My name is Rick, I'm redeemed from drugs. So we oftentimes we will identify with that. And part of that is an issue with us because oftentimes people wonder, well, why isn't healing coming? Why why am I having such an issue with this? And oftentimes when you look at their confession, what they're identifying with, I have, I am, you know, I have anger issues because my dad had anger issues. They do that. And so we identify with our fathers that way. So there's a thing in Proverbs 6, 1 and 2 that I thought was interesting. He takes this as being um, doing a loan for your neighbor. and says, my son, in Proverbs 6, 1 and 2, my son, if you've become surety for your neighbor, if you've given your pledge for a stranger or another, you are snared with the words of your lips and you're caught by the speech of your mouth. This is something we need to get a hold of as as Christians. We can be so easily ensnared. By what we say. This is why identification is so important. What we're building on is we're building on who we are in Christ. Because as, as Paul said, it's not I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And so we are to glorify the Lord in our bodies, so we have to glorify them in our lips. So there's a couple of things I was looking at here <clears throat> when I was working on Identification And so I was looking at what's our requirement to carry identification in the United States. You say, what does this have to do with being identified in Christ? We'll get to that in a minute. It says, although most American adults carry their driver's licenses at all times when they're outside their homes, there is no legal requirement that they must carry their licenses when not operating a vehicle. However, the U.S. Supreme Court has ruled that states are permitted to require people to truthfully state their name when a police officer asks them, in some states have enacted a variant of a stop and identify if statutes requiring compliance with such police inquiries <clears throat> in some states such as California, failure to produce an identification document upon citation for any traffic infraction such as riding a bicycle in the wrong direction of a street is sufficient justification for full custodial arrest so It's interesting because one of the things we do as Christians, we need to carry the identity of Christ in us because we're going to be faced with the law of sin and death every day because that's what's in this planet. See, when you were born again, the scripture says, well, it says at one time we were alienated to God. Now he calls us aliens of this world. So we are aliens here. Our passport is this. This is our passport. You know the interesting thing about identification with who you are and where you are is knowing your rights. Do you know as American citizens most people don't understand the Constitution. Most people have a hard time just getting past we the people. Your rights within this country are, are predicated upon the Constitution. And the interesting thing about that is kind of like our destiny in Christ, we owe it to those people who fought the Revolutionary War who died and bled to win that for us. We, we can take no pride in it because we didn't do anything. We just enjoy what we have. Well, Christ died for us, so we enjoy the privilege of being citizens of heaven. Now, there's a scripture in there that says the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has set us free from the law of sin and death. So there's two laws at work. You need to know your laws. What does that have to do with identification? Identification is I identify with that law, the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. My rights are here. So who am I showing my identification to? I'm showing them to the devil. And I'm showing them to any person that comes up to me and questions my belief or questions my doctrine, I'm taking them to the Word. This is my identification. This is who I am in Christ. So, one of the reasons we have to have lawyers today is because the laws have been made so complex. And the writing with of where-to's and why-for's and this and that and the other thing. I know years ago we got a loan for our house and uh, at that time my father-in-law got sick down in, in uh, Phoenix. So my wife went down to help my mother-in-law and him as he was recovering down there. And at that time, we were in the middle of the process, and we were getting to the point of signing papers. So I had to get power of attorney. So we had to go to the bank. We had to present identification that who we were, that we did have, uh, we were married, we were willing to do this. We had that, I, then I could sign her name by my name. So every piece of paper I had signed, Luann K. Lovelled by Richard C. Lovelled. Every paper. <laughs> and I came to this one paper, and the guy handed it to me, and he says, I need you to sign this one. And I'm looking at it. It's just a real short one. I said, well, what's this one all about? This paper tells you that we're going to make money on your loan because somebody sued because they didn't realize that banks made money on your loan. So now you have to sign a paper to show that you're going to let them make money on your loan. But all these things that you're signing today have been signed in the blood of Jesus in our relationship with Christ. And when we go to when we go before the devil, and we do every day because he's always putting temptation before us. He's always putting condemnation before us. He's always trying to tell us we're not worthy. And we have to come back and say, look, I know who I am in Christ Jesus. I am a son of God and all the rights and privileges in heaven are mine in Christ Jesus. Every one of them. One of the reasons I got interested in this identification is with Brenna going through the disease process she's been going through. It's been who, who am I in Christ that I have the right to go before the father? Well, I have the right to go father because of the blood of Jesus and in his name. So, in the name of Jesus. So, Brenna, in the name of Jesus. You know, we go before the Father and we, and we throw that in front of the devil every time he tries to throw something at us. Get out of sequence here. Um, in Galatians 2.20, in the Amplified, it says, I have been crucified with Christ. In him I have shared his, crucif- his crucifixion. It is no longer I who live, but Christ the Messiah lives in me. And the life I now live in the body, I live by faith in, by adherence to, and in reliance on, and complete trust in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. And always says it's good to go out of mouths of two or more witnesses in Romans 6.6. 6. In the Amplified, we know that our old, unrenewed self was nailed to the cross with him in order that our body, which is the instrument of sin, might be made ineffective and inactive for evil, and we might no longer be slaves to sin. Now, the devil will always try to come around, especially if you've had past issues, pornography, drugs, alcohol, whatever. He'll always try to bring it around. Well, you did it once. You did it once. That's enough. You can do it again. We have greasy grace that says that God forgives everything. Go ahead. So we lose that identification of who we are in Christ and we start doing who we are in ourselves. And that's where we get into trouble. That's where danger starts to step in. I just want to do it. It's okay. God will forgive me. We're just going to do it once. But Christ says, no, I live in you now. So if I live in you, I demand, and he has the right to demand, because he paid the price. I demand that you act righteously, that you stand righteously, that you speak righteously. So what does that righteousness mean? Well, it's right standing with the Father. You know, because we have identity identity with, with Christ or in Christ, we actually have that opportunity to go before the Father in heaven. It says that we boldly go before him. We boldly, not, not haughtily. There's a difference between haughtily and there's a difference between boldly. When your kids come running up to you sometimes, do they come running up boldly or do they sneak up on you? They might sneak up on you with a request, but they come, I mean they do. They come quickly and boldly. Daddy, Mommy. And they know you're going to hear them. And they're in your face. I want you to understand, just because you're an adult doesn't mean you can't get in the face of God like that. Daddy. Daddy. Daddy, I need something. Daddy, I need to know more about who I am in Christ. Daddy, I need that healing that is mine in Christ Jesus. Daddy, I need to have that your spirit dwell that dwells in me, that quickens my mortal bodies to teach me more. I need that, Daddy. He is our Daddy. And as we go boldly before him, he, he looks at us, he looks at us through the blood of Jesus and he says, you're my child. Come. He does not... Reject anyone. And that's the beauty of it. He takes us all as we are, cleans us up, washes all the dirt away, and when we stand before him, we stand before him in those robes of white, washed in the blood of Jesus. And what he sees is he sees his creation. The devil, on the other hand, wants to remind you that, well, you know, you did steal that $200, and you didn't repay it. And you know you ran that red light. And you know, and he tries to put condemnation on you by telling you who you were. You were a sinner, so you are a sinner. You were. The thing about what the scripture says, yeah, we sin, but we're no longer called sinners. We're called the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Righteousness is full right standing. It says that we are seated in, At his right hand in Christ Jesus. See, it's important to know where you're at. Because when the devil put temptation before you, you know you're not going to get that loan. Father, in the name of Jesus, you know my needs. And I lay them before you, Father, in the name of Jesus. I thank you that I'm your child and that you receive me and all my needs are met through your riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Oh, you know, you'll never be able to get away from that alcohol. Father, I thank you. I have been washed and cleansed. The old nature is gone. I am now new nature in Christ Jesus. He is indwelling in me by your spirit. I can do all things through Christ Jesus who strengthens me. I resist the temptation of the devil. You know, one of the things about temptation that I found the other day, Keith Moore said this, and I thought this was really good. He says in Scripture where it says that God will not allow you to be tempted tempted beyond which you are able to withstand, but will in everything give you a way out. It's called repentance. It's that simple. I think I'll go this way. And it's that simple. But so often we feel that, "Ah, I just, I'm so weak. No, I'm strong in the Lord and the power of His might. I don't face the devil in my might. I face him in his might. I don't face temptation in the power of my might. I face him in the power of his might. I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. You know, when when I was talking the other day about the power of God is present to heal, that's still resonating in my spirit. The power of God is present to heal. Why? Because he loves us. And we identify with him. And because we identify with him, that power is available to us. Every day, whether we have a healing line or you're just in your seat, you say, "Yeah, he's present to heal. It's mine." You you ever notice in that scripture about the uh, the guy who got let through? He let through the uh, roof, and he he looked up and he saw his friends and he saw their faith. And it says the power of God was before that. It says the power of God was present to heal them all. You notice nobody ever felt anything. They were watching. Nobody felt anything, but these guys had faith. They identified that if I get him before Jesus, he's going to walk. So the four of them put him down before Jesus, and he walked. It's not a matter of a feeling. Power doesn't necessarily have to have a feeling. Do you know how much power is in this building? How many hundreds of watts of power run through this building and this equipment? Do you feel it? But it's here. It's the same way with the power of God. It's present. Do you believe it? It's kind of like turn on the light switch. Well, I don't know if there's enough power here or not. Oh, well, praise God, I guess it is. No, that power is in you right now because you identify with Christ, and he identifies with you. One of the things that the Scripture tells us is that he took our sins upon himself. He was identified with our sins so we could be identified with his righteousness. He took our poverty, he identified with our poverty, so we could identify with his richness. He took our lack for we to have to identify with his fullness. The Spirit of God. One of the things I was looking at in in, uh, Titus 3, 1 through 7, Um, this is a bit much here, but it says, remind people to be submissive to their magistrates and authorities, to be obedient and prepared and willing to do any upright and honorable work. To slander or abuse or speak evil of no one, to avoid being contentious, to be forbearing, and to show unqualified courtesy towards everybody. For we were once thoughtless, senseless, obstinate, and disobedient, deluded, and misled, we too were once slaves to all sorts of cravings and pleasure. Excuse me. Wasting our days in malice and jealousy and embassy, hateful, hated, detestable, and hating one another. But when the goodness and loving kindness of God our Savior to man, as man appeared, he saved us, not because of any works of righteousness that we had done, but because in his own pity and mercy and by the cleansing bath of the new birth and the renewing of the Holy Spirit. Which he so richly poured out through us, upon us through Christ our Savior. And he did it in order that we might be justified by his grace, by his favor, holy and deserved, that we might be acknowledged, out of sequence, and counted as conformed to the divine will and purpose, thought and action, and that we might become heirs of the eternal life according to our hope. You know that you're an heir. You're an heir of glory. You're an heir of peace. You're an heir of righteousness. You're an heir. What happens to an heir? He gets all the goodies. But we have it now. We don't have to to wait for somebody to die to do it. Jesus already did and he gave it to us. It's ours now today. So I was looking at the Real ID Act. What does that have to do with Well, prior to 2005, each state designed its own driver's license according to its own standards. In 2005, the U.S. Congress passed a controversial bill known as the Real ID Act. This, which established uniform standards for the design and content of state driver's licenses and delegated authority to the Department of Homeland Security. So see, they take another thing away from the state to implement and regulate compliance with the act. One of the more controversial aspects of the act was that it requires all the underlying state databases be linked into a single national database. Well, you want you to know something, you're linked into a heavenly database. (laughs) All your information is there. And because all your information is there, all your rights and privileges are there as well. I keep getting back to this because it is so important. We have to understand our rights See, there's a law that we have now. It's called the law of the life, the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. Our church logo um, uh, vision is life in Christ. That's our law, is the spirit of life in Christ, which has redeemed us from the law of sin and death. And we need to understand, we need to identify wholly and deeply with our identification with Christ. Because in the end, or not in the end, every day you're going to be faced with temptations and obstacles. You're going to be faced with challenges. You're going to be t- and you're going to have to know who you are in Christ in order to face those challenges. Because you're going to have to come up and say, no, in the name of Jesus, that's not for me. Yes, in the name of Jesus, that is for me. God is for me. Who can be against me? Do you believe it? This is the hardest thing for us to get down. Do you believe the li- rights and privileges that you have? You know, in this country, as I was saying earlier, there are so many people who don't understand the Constitution or the laws and the rights that they have, and therefore they give them up easily. We're seeing right now with the people that are identifying with Antifa, Black Lives Matters, uh, you name it, all the neo-Nazis, they're all trying to, to have this thing where they are identifying with a place that they think they can be have power. And all these identification issues they don't understand is that they are identifying because they don't understand the laws of this country. They don't understand the Constitution. That's why oftentimes Christians become rebellious because they don't understand the Constitution that they have. The greasy grace part of Constitution comes because they don't understand. They got the grace message, but they didn't get the repentance message. They got the grace message, but they didn't get the obedience message. Part of our job is to be obedient. Be willing and obedient, and you will get the good of the land, eat the good of the land. But you have to be willing and obedient. What does that mean? Well, there's a law. I am under the law of grace. I am under the law of spiritual life in Christ Jesus. I understand my rights and privileges under that law, and because of that, I know I can go to my Father, and I can ask, and I can receive. In John 3, 1 and 2, 1 John 3, 1 and 2, it says, See what an incredible quality of love the Father has given, shown, and bestowed on us, that we should be permitted to be named, and called, and counted the children of God, and so we are. The reason that the world does not know or recognize or acknowledge us is it does not know, recognize, or acknowledge Him. Beloved, we are, even here and now, God's children. You know what? Healing is the children's bread. You know that? It's our bread. It says we're children. It is not yet disclosed, made clear, what we shall be hereafter, but we know that when He comes and is manifested, we shall. As God's children, resemble and be like him, for we shall see him just as he really is. Because we're children of God and because we're citizens of heaven, you start to see some patterns here. We're heirs, we're grafted into the seed of Abraham and Abraham, so we're the seed of Abraham. We are children, we are heirs and co heirs in Christ Jesus. How do you like being identified as a branch? You're a branch. Jesus is the vine. We take our life from the vine. You're a branch. You're all these things in Christ. So one of the books that I really, really like, I think this is one of the best best books that, well, he wrote a lot of good ones, so, but this little book called In Him. I'm the church book salesman. Uh, We we have these for free out there. But this book has so many things about how our confession rules us. It talks about in him realities. I don't know, have any people ever sat down, I know I did this one time, and found all the in him, through him, by him, with him, in Christ, by Christ scriptures? and just circle them? There's a lot of them. Because that's, that's what's important. That's how we identify with him. So we have a great confession. You shall confess through your mouth that the Lord Jesus and shall believe in thine heart that God has raised him from the dead and you shall be saved. You're in. That quick. You don't have to buy anything. For in him we live and move and have our being. You know, there's a confession that goes with that. I, in Him, I live and move and have my being. What a vast storehouse of power in Christ, my Savior and Lord. I have life, energy, strength for the impossible tasks. See, we have, see part of our identification is that this is who we are in Christ Jesus. Too often, what we do is is we'll say, "Well, yeah, yeah, Christ did it all. He did it all." He did. no. It says here he did it all, but in him I live. In him I have my being. In him I move. You know, the scripture says that how God, who would not deny his, uh, withhold his own son, how will he with him not give us all things? Do you believe it? Do you identify with it? Do you identify the fact that Christ made that available for you? Made it available for me? Here's the one about, I am the vine, you are the branches, John 15, 5, and 7. If you abide in me, and my words abide in you, you you shall ask what you will, and you shall have it done unto you. And some people say, well, that's really nice scripture. I abide in him. I live in him. He is the vine, I am the branch. The vine is in the branch and the branches in the vine. His life, the life of God, is in me. His nature, the love nature, is in me. As blood flows through my natural body, his life flows through to my inner man. I will let that life and love dominate me. See how much more important that is when you make it me? Christ in me? His hope in me? The hope of glory in me? I would always recommend people, I always recommend people to get this book and to carry it with them. This book I gave to a friend of mine. He threw away three copies before he finally read it. I'm serious. I mean he just he just couldn't grasp hold. But he finally did. And he started looking at that and he started saying, That's me. That's me. That's me. And he began to get a hold of faith. Because up to that point, this is part of the identification issue. Part of that point, up to that point, he thought whatever God's going to do, he's going to do. God's in control. He's just going to do it. I guess if somebody has a disease, it's just God's will that they have a disease. If they're broke, it's just God's will that they're going to be broke. And so he that's the way he lived. He gave up hope. He just figured one of these days, God's just going to take me. Just going to come down and poof, I'll be gone. But praise God. I'll just suffer through until that point. But the point is, when he got a hold of and he got to find out that no, faith is. So what does it say in Hebrews? Faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. So do I see Christ here right now? Yeah, I do. <laughs> I do. He has many different faces. He has many different skin tones. He has many different hairstyles. I see him. He's in you. The hope of, I see the hope of glory. The hope of glory is in you. I see life everlasting in you. I see the power of God in you. I see where two or more agree is touching anything that shall be done for them by our Father which is in heaven. I see that in every person in here, because you are identified with Christ and he is identified with you. He identified with all that you were so that we can be all that he is. He lives in us that we can be more than conquerors through him who loved us. Can you get a hold of that? This is one of the things I've been really wanting to get a hold of. We are more than conquerors. More than conquerors. The, uh, Rick Renner did a study on that, and he said, overwhelming conquerors. That's what that word really means. Not just more than, but we're overwhelming conquerors. That means the devil has nothing against us. He's got nothing on you. That's one of the things about knowing who you are in Christ and the, and the rights and privileges you have as a Christian. He has nothing on you, but he will try to put something on you. He will. I don't care if it's failed marriages, I don't care if it's drugs, I don't care if it's alcohol, I don't care if it's past lusts, I don't care what it is. He will come and put that and say, this is who you are. And Christ says, no, I have redeemed you from that because I took that to the cross. I guess I'll just have to be sick forever. No. You are redeemed. Redemption is a reality. We as Christians and We'll call ourselves vessels of honor. This was also called lessons in leading at one time. As leaders, and you're a leader if you're here because you're born again. As leaders, you need to understand who you are in Christ. You need to understand your position when you're in your places of worship here, when you're in places of work. If you're an usher, a greeter, a teacher, you know, if you're in altar care, whatever your position, the sound, the worship team, who are you in Christ? What do you bring up here? Do you bring you up here or do you bring Christ up here? Christ, I'm here, uses you. Christ uses me in this. If I was trying to do this in my own power, this would be as tough enough as it is. (laughs) But anybody that stands in this position has to do it in the power of the Holy Ghost. I bring my body and my voice, and I believe God to use it. We have ears to hear, to receive. Why do we do that? So that it gets down in us. The righteousness of God is who you are. You are in Christ. You are redeemed from every curse of the law. You are, you're amazing. I'm serious. You might sit here and say, well, I don't feel amazing. It doesn't matter how you feel. It doesn't. You are amazing because Christ lives in you. It's hard to grasp because people always want a feeling. Everybody wants a feeling. But here's the thing. The whole power of the Godhead, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, is in you. It's in you. That's when I say the power of God is present to heal. It is, because he is in you. That's why I say when it says, I can do all things through Christ Jesus who strengthens me, it's because he's in you. Because I lack nothing, it's because he's in you. It's all in you. And you're not going to feel all this bubbly power and stuff. Sometimes really, I mean, sometimes it's up here, you just really get these really nice chilly goosebumps that are really nice. And that's awesome. And other times it's kind of like this. I feel like, am I really getting the point across? But it doesn't make any difference because the power of God is in you. The power of God is in me. The same spirit that's in me is in you. And if there's something you need to hear out of what I'm saying, you'll get it. Because if you identify with Christ, you identify with the word that comes forth. So the important thing I I want to bring out of this is as we start to build on identification, you need to know who you are in Christ because every day you're going to be faced with something that says you're not. You need to understand that when something comes up, you need to take a step back. No, I am who the Bible says I am. I can do what the Word says I can do because of Christ in me, because I identify with him. He took that temptation from me, so I can no longer be tempted by it, because Christ took it, so I can say, I'll repent, I'll walk away. Because that's what's in me. That's what's in you. God is so good in his mercy. So when I bring up some of these things about identification in the real world that we have here, or this world, I should say, this temporary world, look at them and realize that there is biblical balance to these. The Constitution of the United States of America, the Constitution of heaven. Rights and privileges that we have that if we don't know them and don't exercise them, don't apply. They're always there, but if you don't use them, you didn't apply them. If you didn't apply them, they don't apply. It isn't because they're not there for you, it's because you didn't use them. Things about identification you need to know who you are in Christ because the devil's always going to try and tell you that you're not worthy. You haven't done enough or you've done too much. You've got to know. You've got to know. Because it is so important. Our identification in him is so, so important. (sighs) Father, we just give you praise. We thank you. Lord. Father, as the words come forth out of my mouth, I just believe and hope that they have been effective in conveying who we are in Christ and why it is so important to know who we are in Christ. I thank you, Father, that we do have rights and privileges in heaven. Father God, that we are aliens on this planet, but our passport, our passport, your word, Jesus Christ, our Savior, gives us rights and privileges where we're here. We overcome the world because of Christ in us. We thank you. We give you praise, Father God that we identify more with you than we do with the world. Because you're more real than this world. (laughs) This world's passing away. But your world, your heaven, is from everlasting to everlasting. So we just give you praise and glory, Father, in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen.